Hare Krishna. So some of you who are sitting in the sun and, and are getting toasted, if it gets too hot, you just go to the back. Yeah? You can sort of look from there because I, I wouldn't sit there myself if I, if I was you, unless I had an umbrella, because it's going to be garam, bahut garam, <laughs> jada garam, which means hot, very hot, and too much hot. <laughs> Let us begin and discuss a little bit about Dhruva Maharaj. So, the, the pastimes of Dhruva Maharaj are found in the Bhagavatam, in the uh, fourth canto, and uh, are uh, spread out over three chapters. So, there's, there's quite a lot, actually. Um, and uh, in the beginning, it describes how the, uh, the four Kumaras are like the sons of Lord Brahma, and they are brahmacharis, and uh, and they are also particularly there to disseminate knowledge into the universe. And then we're going uh, into the next verse, it says, another sort, another son of Lord Brahma was irreligion, whose wife's name was falsity. From their combination were born two demons named Dumba, or bluffing, and maya, or cheating. These two demons were taken by a demon named Nariti, who had no children. Maitreya told Vidura, O great soul, from Dumba and maya were born greed and Nikriti, or cunning. From their combination came children named Kroda, anger, and Himsa, envy. And from their combination were born Kali and his sister, Durukti, harsh speech. So this is the introduction to the pastime of Dhruva Maharaj because we see that uh, harsh speech was there in Queen Suruchi, huh? the more beautiful younger queen of King Uttanapat, the son of Swayambhuvamanu. So we're now talking at the very beginning of the creation, we're talking about a universe that's still very empty. In the beginning, in the beginning, when Lord Brahma began to uh, create this universe, there were not that many uh, living entities yet. So uh, he created sons from his mind, and yeah, he wanted to expand, but it didn't happen so much. Then he cr created Swayambhuvamanu. And he created Satarupa, the first female form. Once that was there, male, female, then the expansion of the population began to happen. Um, so here uh, we're dealing with the sons and of uh, Swayambhuvamanu. Um, so. Uh, Something biting me. Second, don't bite innocent swallows. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do anything. Sorry. Um, so, the um, so we're very much at the beginning of the. Um, of the populating process of the universe. So we see that 
uh, Dhruva Maharaj, his pastime takes place early in the Satya Yuga. Um, so Dhruva Maharaj, he came here uh, after he was not allowed to sit on the lap of his father because his father was controlled by his, his stepmother. And not only the father was not... Uh, the father was not objecting, you know, to the stepmother sort of blocking him from getting on. And Uttama, the, his stepbrother, was also pushing him down at the same time. So, so Dhruva was angry with, with both his stepmother and his stepbrother, Uttama. And he was... Very angry, not a little angry. He was angry. So, when his father did not object to the harsh words of his stepmother, which we will read now, because something we have to read. Um, we'll take a moment to get there. Panting the sun. Queen Saruchi told Dhruva Maharaj, My dear child, you do not deserve to sit on the throne or on the lap of the king. Surely you're also the son of the king. But because you did not take your birth from my womb, you're not qualified to sit on your father's lap. My dear child, you are unaware that you were born not of my womb, but of another woman. Therefore you should know that your attempt is doomed to failure. You're trying to fill, fulfill a desire which is impossible to fulfill. If you at all desire to rise to the throne of the king, then you have to undergo severe austerities. First of all, you must satisfy the supreme personality of God at Narayan. And then when you're favored by him because of such worship, you shall have to take your next births from my womb. The sage Maitreya continued, My dear Vidura, as a snake, when struck by a stick, breathes very heavily, Dhruva Maharaj, having been struck by the strong words of his stepmother, began to breathe very heavily because of great anger. When he saw that his father was silent and did not protest, he immediately left the palace and went to his mother. When Dhruva Maharaj reached his mother, his lips were trembling in anger and he was crying very grievously. Queen Suniti immediately lifted her son into her lap, while the palace residents, who had heard all the harsh words of Saruchi, related everything in detail. Thus Suniti also became greatly aggrieved. This incident was unbearable to Suniti's patience. She began to burn as if in a forest fire, and in her grief she became just like a burned leaf, and so lamented. And she remembered the words of her co-wife, her bright lotus-like face filled with tears, and thus she spoke. Um, she was also breathing very heavily, and she did not know the factual remedy for the painful situation. Not finding any remedy, she said to her son, My dear son, don't wish for anything inauspicious for others. Anyone who inflicts pain upon others suffers himself from that pain. 
Suniti said, My dear boy, whoever has spoken, or whatever has been spoken by Suruchi is so, because the king your father doesn't consider me his wife or even his maidservant. He feels ashamed to accept me. Therefore, it is a fact that you've taken birth from the womb of an unfortunate woman, and by being fed from her breast, you have grown up. My dear boy, whatever has been spoken by Suruchi, your stepmother, although very harsh to hear, is factual. Therefore, if you desire at all to sit on the same throne as your stepbrother, Utama, then give up your envious attitude and immediately try to execute the instructions of your stepmother. Without further delay, you must engage yourself in worshipping the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Suniti continued, The Supreme Personality of Godhead is so great that simply by worshipping his lotus feet, your great-grandfather, Lord Brahma, acquired the necessary qualification to create this universe. Although he is unborn and is the chief of all living creatures, he is situated in that exalted post because of the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whom even great yogis worship by controlling the mind and regulating the life air, prana. Suniti informed her son, Your grandfather, Svayambhuvamanu, executed great sacrifices with distribution of charity and thereby, with unflinching faith and devotion, he worshipped and satisfied the Supreme Personality of Godhead. By acting in that way, he achieved the greatest success in material happiness and afterwards achieved, which is impossible to obtain, by worshipping the demigods. My dear boy, you also should take shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is very kind to his devotees. Persons seeking liberation from the cycle of birth and death always take shelter of the lotus feet of the Lord in devotional service. Becoming purified by executing your allotted occupation, just situate the Supreme Personality of Godhead in your heart and without deviation, for a moment, engage always in service. Um, there's a cold breeze on my back. Is someone making it or is it? Huh? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh -huh. Yeah. So, Andruva went to the forest when he was young, five years old. But he went to the forest. Andruva then, there, um, sat down with great determination to get a kingdom greater, greater than anyone in his lineage. Greater than his grandfather, Lord Brahma. That means greater than the universe. I mean, it's a little difficult uh, desire to fulfill. Uh, so somehow or other, Druva had a very complicated desire. Then what transpired is that Narada Muni, he is an amazing personality. 
Because Narada Muni is an empowered incarnation of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And he is so much empowered that he can be aware of the thoughts or feelings of anyone. Anyone. Just like that. So Narada, therefore, was able to understand here is this boy and he is extraordinary. He has such determination. And if somehow or other we harness this determination, then uh, he can attain great success. So Narada went there. And Narada instructed him, and he instructed him in three ways. He instructed him to perform pranayam. Right. He also instructed him to make a deity of Krishna from clay. And he instructed him to chant the mantra, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. And so, in this way, we can see how Dhruva was worshipping the Supreme Personality of God right here in, in Raj. Right? And that it was really Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya, that is pretty, uh, that is focused on the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Um, the opening words of Srimad Bhagavatam are simply worshipping Krishna, um, the Supreme Lord. So in this way, Dhruva indeed worshipped the Supreme Personality of Godhead, like his great-grandfather, like his grandfather, now he also worshipped the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He made a simple deity form of clay. And that, that was sufficient. Krishna accepts through such worship, through such forms. It's not required that we have the most amazing deity of Krishna, right? The, the most far out deity that we could find in Loy Bazaar. Uh, no, it's okay to worship any deity. Right? It's really any deity of Krishna is, is going to accept our worship. Huh? It's not an exhibition, you know. Of course, my Giriach is very beautiful. <laughs> uh, although recently, you know, we had to change the eyes and Ah, the irises are too big. Look like cartoon eyes. I don't like them. Anyway, we'll see if we can fix it. Um, yeah, you have to come. <laughs> You're hiding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know where I live. The eyes are there, waiting. <laughs> and uh, so Dhruva Maharaj worshipped a very simple form made of clay Dhruva Maharaj chanted his mantra and at the same time in performing this pranayam and how he did all these things together, I, I don't know. <laughs> that, 
he was from another yuga, he could do things that are difficult for us. I mean, if I do pranayam, then chanting becomes hard. If I chant, then pranayam becomes hard. And if at the same time do a puja, then I get confused. Right? <laughs> I kind of forget something in my worship. But how Dhruva did it all, I don't know. He did. And, uh, and we see how his extraordinary determination brought Dhruva to a point of just undertaking the greatest austerity. Now, we should remember that this austerity of Dhruva was driven by anger. It was driven by anger. So, there was still an element of anger. He was exatria, he was upset, right? And uh, as exatria, you know, that had to be settled, if you know what I mean. That was not just, okay, get angry and cool down. No. Oh, no. This was, you know, this was a serious insult. Serious. Yes. And it has to be settled. And until then, I will not eat. Well, at first, of course, he ate some leaves and some this and that. You know, we remember um, that <clears throat> he gradually diminished his eating and at one point even stopped breathing. Then the whole universe choked. Uh, and, uh, yeah, of course, then the Supreme Lord appeared. The demigods were... Uh, Pretty quick with their prayers, alarm, 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 please accept our humble obeisances. <laughs> I'm just translating the Sanskrit into modern English. <laughs> it, comes, it boils down to that. <laughs> and uh, subsequently, um, the Supreme Lord appeared and... Um, and Dhruva Maharaj was just overwhelmed. Um, he was overwhelmed. By seeing the Supreme Lord, he had a change of heart. He had a complete change of heart. And uh, then the Lord touched him with his uh, conch shell. And then Dhruva was able to recite very eloquent prayers and... Uh, Subsequently, um, subsequently, Dhruva Maharaj um, realized that what he had been desiring was not at all worth it. Uh, a kingdom greater than his father, uh, to teach a lesson to his stepmother, stepmother and stepbrother, all that was broken pieces of glass compared to what he had now attained, diamonds. But we remember <coughs> that although Druva did not want uh, those, those, uh, those previous desires fulfilled anymore, 
Now he wanted only devotional service. Still, the Supreme Lord fulfilled his desires. And he fulfilled his desire to get a kingdom greater than his great-grandfather, which was um, the pole star, Druva Loka, uh, which is a spiritual planet in this universe. That's why it's so bright. I can tell them that in school. <laughs> they won't believe you, but it is true. And and what also happened um, is that yeah, both his stepmother and and brother would die. That would also happen. So. Uh, that was a bit shocking. Later, in the later chapters, Druva is grown up. Druva is on the throne. And it's at that time that his brother, Uttama, is killed while he's in the north, in the Himalayas. And he's killed by the Yakshas. These residents of the Himalayas were known as Yakshas. They were doing all kinds of tantra and, and these kind of things. And the, the mountains are still known for that. Uh, so uh, and Uttama got killed by the Yakshas then Druva went there and Druva just was a powerful warrior he's exatria and he started to just wipe them out and he had all kinds of celestial weapons so he was very successful he was wiping out these uh, these Yakshas and it was getting to a point where he was going to wipe them, wipe them out altogether, eradicate them from Earth, you know. Somebody stole it. That's a half. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, where was I? Uh, say it again. Oh, the Yakshas, yes. Anyway, that's when two elders appeared. Um, Swayam Bhuvamanu and Kuvira. And these elders, they were really elders. And as a result, they were not getting involved <coughs> in the affairs of the world. They were just spending their time worshipping the Supreme Lord. And uh, they didn't bother. You know, so that when there was some issue, mm -mm, they would not, not deal with it. Huh? The house is on fire. Yeah, okay. You know. <laughs> huh. Maybe you put it out and let me know when it's over. <laughs> Meanwhile, carrying on with the puja. Not, so they were absorbed just in worship of the Supreme Lord. Then, what, uh, but this time, they could see Juva <coughs> is kind of disturbing the natural order of the universe. Uh, there are different people in the world, in different parts of the world. And these are like facilities for different souls to take their births. Uh, 
it's not that a particular culture develops in a particular country. It's rather there are particular mentalities in certain countries, you know. Um, it's interesting to think like that. I mean, I sometimes think about the Netherlands, and the Netherlands was a independent country. Um, it's very small, but it was an independent country um, long before the Romans arrived, you know, which is like, okay, so it's like at least two and a half thousand years back, it was a different, an independent country, right? Now, so small, how is it possible that they, they let it be an independent country? I tell you, because these Dutch people, they are so stubborn and so obnoxious if they don't want to listen to anybody. So in the end, they said, let them have their own country. Just leave them alone. I mean, these guys, forget it. Just leave them alone. Our neighbors from Germany. <laughs> That's how it happened. <laughs> Obviously. It's a unique mentality. Hmm? Every country has a unique mentality, in which we think is, is tradition, but actually these mentalities are just there to take birth in different places. Yeah, so there are many different kinds of cultures mentioned around the world where the sinful people take their births. Um, that's pretty much outside of India, and even in parts of India, it's like that. So what can I say? Uh, most, mostly all of us, and uh, oh well what to do. Um, so the yakshas were also considered um, sinful people, but it was an arrangement of the Supreme Lord. So it wasn't right for Dhruva just to wipe out all the yakshas. That is the point. Yeah. And therefore, <coughs> the elders, Swayambhuvamanu and Kuviru, otherwise really wouldn't bother. They felt now when it's a major mat matter that's going to upset the order in the universe, now we should interfere. And Swayambhuvamanu and Kuvira both spoke and, and, uh, and ordered Druva to stop. Uh, so, okay, then, uh, then he stopped. So it's interesting. Um, there are very uh, different dynamics, right? <clears throat> So there are different dynamics because one is that we see this description uh, of the various impious, impious qualities appearing within the universe. Huh? In religion, greed, we saw... Um, cheating, bluffing, we saw um, 
Harsh Beach, who is the wife of Kali. Okay, interesting. So it's it's an interesting description, and we see then that although it's not Kali Yuga, right? Still, Kali already appears at the very beginning. There was Kali already, so early. But not that Kali predominated, but Kali was there. And Kali would, uh, Kali is described as staying in the celestial regions. It's considered the lowest of the celestials in the Mahabharata. So then we know sort of where Kali resides. And um, Kali also has some influence in other eras, but not predominant. Now it's, uh, uh, now it's predominant. Everyone is afflicted by the influence of Kali. Um, so in this way, we're appreciating how these um, qualities of contamination came in because the material world is the place for the contaminated soul. It is the place where, even in the Satya Yuga, the residents are not pure devotees. Otherwise, why would they come to the material world? You come to the material world because there is material contamination. But obviously the qualities of the residents in Satya Yuga, they were all inclined to be sages. They were all inclined towards Dharma. They were like, practically like demigods, right? It says that through this Sangatan movement, we can again have the, have the uh, influence of, of Satya Yuga and, and Treta Yuga on this planet, just like on the heavenly planets. Because it says that on the heavenly planets, Kali Yuga never reaches. There's no Kali Yuga on the heavenly planets. They are just uh, okay with the uh, piety which carries on. It's only here that Kali Yuga sets in right? with all the... Well, we know Kali Yuga better than, uh, than the Bhagavatam. <laughs> uh, so that part I don't have to explain. Let me explain the Bhagavatam. Um, Kali Yuga. But we see, so we see contamination uh, so early in the universe. Juva's anger, it was a Ksatya's anger. Now, Ksatya is already a lower position. Uh, Ksatya is a lower position, is a position of attachment. Yes. It said that. Um, there is, is the, uh, the Harmonist was a magazine which was published in the Gaudiya Mata at the time of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Um, one disciple of Srila Prabhupada, Sadhu Prabhu, he has collected all these Harmonist magazines and in sequence and bound uh, and print them into books and they're available. Uh, in six volumes, and then there's... Um, it's quite uh, quite nice. So in there, there is uh, an article, and it's very interesting. In that article, it says that anybody who is uh, just interested 
in self-realization, just interested in the Supreme Lord, uh, that person is a Brahmana. Everybody else, Aksatya Vaishya Sudra. So, in other words, anybody who has interest in the world is Aksatya Vaishya Sudra. Kalosudra Sambhava, of course. This world is very important. The latest news. I wasn't reading it, but it didn't matter. I know the queen is dead. <laughs> they told me. Of course, it was the British queen, you know. Not, you know, but uh, no, she was a nice queen. Ten some devotees said, no. Some Indian, somebody from Indian descent said, no, she was a demon. <laughs> Part of the family that killed our ancestors. Oh, go away, you know. <laughs> go home. Oh, please. Chant Hare Krishna. <laughs> Start again. Just, yeah. She, <laughs> go back. <laughs> Get off the board, you know. <laughs> Get on the board. Start again. Right. <laughs> Wrong turn. <laughs> oh, no. It's not our business. To, do, to get into this. Uh, not our business. Our business is to simply focus on the Bhagavatam. Hmm. Yeah. We are more interested in Druva uh, Maharaj, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. It says in Chaitanya Bhagavad, read this pastime of Druva Maharaj a hundred times. So that's, uh, that's something. So, you know, someone here today could just make that decision, you know? Okay, that's what I'm going to do. And sometimes it just takes something, you know, like everyone hears it, wow, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu read it a hundred times. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot. Wow. And some person says, wow, that's what I'm going to do. Possible. Yes. So, unidentified flying object. <laughs> <laughs> can see that um, the better position is the position of the Brahmana. And the Brahmana's position is the position is based on forgiveness. It said of all the Brahminical qualities, the first and foremost of all these qualities is Ksama, forgiveness. It's very difficult. <laughs> oh, it is for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Forgiveness is very hard. Uh, uh, get angry. <laughs> yeah. In school, there was a boy who just for a joke 
pokes me in my eye with his finger. Well, just for a joke, I lifted him up, smashed him against the wall. <laughs> and he broke his arm. <laughs> oh, God. Then he was crying very loud, so I ran away real fast. <laughs> and half the school ran after me. But I could run very fast, so I got ahead of them. And I got rid of them. But in the afternoon, when I came back to school, oh God, I was the demon. Because I had broken someone's arm. Well, he had poked me in the eye. <laughs> A difficult thing, you know, to forgive, right? <laughs> I can still think, well, you know, <laughs> he poked me in the eye on purpose. <laughs> That's a bit outrageous, right? So, just like. <laughs> um, that wasn't all, because um, three days later, I was going to show my brother the flying bicycle trick, right? There was a plank on the road and, and, and we were just putting it raced up and it's just going on the bike and it's flying then this old lady came out of her house and I just smashed into her she also broke her arm <laughs> the next day I shot my football through the big window of my parents home Whoa, you know, <laughs> that, was a, that week I still remember. But it was a sanskara. It was really, <laughs> it was one of those things that made a deep impression in my life. I, after that, I became more thoughtful. I was just a little, I was a little more careful not to break things. So these days I'm sort of... <laughs> <laughs> I have to carefully touch someone's arm, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like slowly close doors, you know, <laughs> the old, yeah. No politics, huh? <laughs> In Russian. <laughs> They're Russians from Slovenia. <laughs> That's what people say. That's what people say, that all, all, all these Slavic countries, some people say, all Russians. <laughs> I live with them, you know. They speak, they speak Slovenian. They speak Slovenian all day. Oh, it's too much. Um, okay. Yeah, so to overcome anger is something, um, it's only possible if you forgive, really forgive. And, um, and we have to also see that, that um, we also did stupid things. We also did something. Right? I mean, forgiving obviously is easier when we can see some, uh, some faults in ourselves because then it's easier to accept someone else's faults. So if we go through this exercise of saying, well, I guess I'm also not perfect. Hmm, okay. Well, I guess then I have some faults. Okay then, hmm. All right, and maybe I should write them down. Okay, three days later, still not finished. Huh? 
and start to write down our faults, so many, right? So that's the thing. So only by some reflection upon our own shortcomings can we finally uh, look at others and think, yeah, well, you know, I guess everyone's got a few quirks. I have some too. But if we have a concept of ourselves, look, you know, I'm perfect, I'm wonderful, and now, you know, they dared to do this to me. Yeah. <laughs> you see? Yeah. So there's this in looking inward and looking at our own shortcomings is a way that is, is a beginning of getting towards uh, yeah, forgiveness. Yeah. So therefore we understand that a Brahmana can forgive because a Brahmana is cultivating humility. Uh, when Amoga in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Amoga is a Brahmana and he became proud and Lord Chaitanya makes offenses and this and that and Lord Chaitanya said, Amoga, how could you let pride sit in your heart? You're supposed to be a Brahmana. A Brahmana has no pride in his heart. There is no place for pride in the heart of a Brahmana. Uh, so humility is based on honesty. You know, humility is not like, okay, um, um, all right, let me get into it. Huh? But, <clears throat> a moment, just a moment. Take a deep breath. <sighs> okay. Super glue. <laughs> Number one, right? Now, the head, you know, don't hold it up straight. You know, that, that's a, like a little... A little bow down, but not, if you go like this, looks depressed. So you move it to one side, keep it a little down, you know, it looks like, yeah, you're actually in bliss, but humble. Yeah. And yes, like this, um, it, it, you can, we can rehearse it, we can dress humble, we can... Have a, have a humble expression on our face and, and so on. And in the end, it uh, doesn't work. So real humility, uh, it has to be that we actually see ourselves as, as nobody great. That we see our own shortcomings. And that we, are, that we recognize our mistakes, our misunderstandings. And that we are ready to, to, to change. How can we ever change if we are proud? I'm, I'm great. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm brilliant. I'm super intelligent. I'm beautiful as well. I am. <laughs> and no, those are not all the blessings. You know, I mean, I happen to have many attributes. I'm like, you know, I'm like, uh, I'm ab absolutely, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, it's like, I'm blessing the earth wherever I go. And it's like, it's like, it's like yeah. But if we're proud, we can think like that. The Buddhist monks in Dharamshala, the, or Maglaut Ganj, as the actual village is called, stood in a line in front of the butcher shop. I said, I thought you were, I asked him, I said, I thought you were following ahimsa, nonviolence. So how come you're eating meat? He said, when we eat the meat, 
that animal gets liberated. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's like then the best solution. I said, why, then why don't you eat each other? Then you can all liberate each other. Flaming <laughs> 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 guys. <laughs> it's too much, no? It's just too much. Too much. Yeah. So, um, so this pastime of Dhruva is, is showing uh, human weakness in Surichi uh, and in his father, Uttanapat, his father who became too much attached to the more beautiful queen and therefore became like, uh, you know, uh, what they call in the Bhagavatam, a dancing dog in the hands of a woman, right? And she became proud, you know. I mean, it's, it's not easy to be humble when you're beautiful, right? Women are generally a bit more good-looking than men, so that's, uh, that's in one way against them. <laughs> because she may be walking around and think, look, look at me. <laughs> blink, blink, and, every, and, and all the guys are like, <laughs> and they casually look sort of to the side. Is it working? <laughs> yes, it works. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, we know these kind of uh, images of of, uh, of the beautiful movie star just, uh, you know, having her seventh husband and, you know, she chews them up and spits them out. <laughs> Next <laughs> kind of model. Um, so Saruchi, obviously, uh, Srila Prabhupada is bringing this up in the purport. This morning... I thought, let me start reading this before I speak. So that I, but of course, I said start because I couldn't read three chapters in the morning. Uh, that was impossible. Uh, definitely this morning it wasn't possible. Um, but um, so Srila Prabhupada said, yes, Suruchi became proud because um, of her, that she was able, that her husband was completely under her control. And, and she, abused that. she abused that. Now, all this takes place in Satya Yuga, and she gets like uh, severe reactions and so on. And so, her, uh, and even her son somehow or other. But, ah, well, uh, I think, Shanalivas, fix this. No, no, T separate them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
He's going to wear it for days. <laughs> oh, glories. You forgot some of your leaves. <laughs> Anyway, the uh, so the amazing, the amazing thing is, is that um, Dhruva Maharaj, because of his Ksatya nature, he has uh, has anger. Now, Ksatya engages that anger, right? but and and he engages it very properly to protect the weak, balam balavatam chahum, without anger, how can he fight? Huh? Um, but uh, but there are borders, there are limitations, and an exatia needs to be balanced. Right? So the lower castes, the Ksatyas, the Vaishyas, and Sudras, they need to be balanced. The Ksatya, his anger needs to be balanced. His, um, his fighting spirit needs to be balanced. A Vaishya making the money. Money, money, uh, making uh, some money. And then uh, you have to to give her the money. <laughs> I don't want her to give her the money. <laughs> I'll give you some money, but not all of the money. <laughs> I give you everything. <laughs> I give you everything. That's what you've hidden in the backyard. Dig it up. Give me that as well. Hmm. Because Krishna's like that. Krishna wants everything. Krishna doesn't want us to calculate our advantage. No? Vaisha, expert calculator. Oh, yeah. Calculator in the head, you know. <laughs> Numbers come out. <laughs> they can smell it where the prophet is. They can see it. Yeah. When you... We were in a room with a, a Jew, a Marawari, a Dutchman, and a regular American. And we were talking about money and profits, and the American was all the time in a calculator trying to sort of figure it out. All the others, they knew exactly what a profit <laughs> was, <laughs> what to do. <laughs> Karma. <laughs> what to do. <laughs> no. So we are obvious, and, and sudras, yeah, well, sudras, sudras don't like rules and regulations. Sudras just want to be themselves, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just want to be myself, yeah, just as I feel. You know, yeah. 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 
So um, all that has to be checked. Uh, as long as we are conditioned souls, we cannot just always act on, on how we feel. Because some feelings are unfortunately not pure. So they need to be checked. Right? Even if they're very strong. No, but I really feel it. Of course we really feel it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but it's wrong. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> no. No. Uh, <laughs> that's why uh, we need to be in association because if it's just between our mind and, and, and a little bit of transcendental knowledge uh, and then there's a battle between the feelings and, uh, and the knowledge and then you go like, well, you know, I'm trying, but what can you do? Then we give up. So, Vaishya is like that also. Vaishya, Vaishya can be very religious, but he will give up when it comes to profit and religion. What can you do? Take the profit and be religious tomorrow. <laughs> what to do? Anyway, I'm just getting a little bit into some sh quick Varnashram descriptions, just, you know, without doing a whole seminar on Varnashram, uh, because Varnashram is a topic, it never ends, right? And I'm not going there. <laughs> no way. Uh, but I just wanted to point out that uh, as we go more into the modes of material nature, uh, we need to we need to be balanced. Uh, we need to be balanced. Druva needed to be balanced by elders. So we also need to be balanced by a community, a community of Vaishnavas. Uh, we need to be balanced by elders. We need to be balanced by Brahminical people. We are not not like you know one time in in Mayapur. I was, talk, I was talking with Janani, we were talking about uh, brahmanas and brahmana, and he says, yes, it's very hard to be a brahmana. He says, like, you know, takes many, many births. He said, you know, we were not born into this, you know. We don't really, we don't really have brahminical qualities. And I was thinking, well, if you don't have brahminical qualities, then what about me? <laughs> he has more than me. I can tell you that. So therefore, you know, He's someone that I would sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes listen to, right? And someone that I would say I would, uh, would listen to. Of course, in the Vaishnav community, we're all supposed to be transcendental. So how does that work? But still, you know, uh, although we're transcendental and, and therefore we cannot make any heart divisions in terms of Brahmana, Ksatya, Vaishya, Sutra. We cannot. We cannot give all the Brahmanas yellow t-shirts and the Ksatyas red t-shirts. The Vaishyas, uh, it has to be blue and red, so stripes. <laughs> and the Sutras get like blue, you know, work, workers' clothes, something like that. No, we cannot uh, 
We cannot do that in a Vaishnav community. But then again, we can see in ourselves contamination and and how we depend on devotees to overcome, uh, to overcome our, uh, yeah, our weakness. So that is important. Um, in the beginning, we come to Krishna consciousness and we are learning many things. And we think, I'm advancing like anything. Uh, really, uh, I mean, I memorized the Gita. Mm-hmm. I did, you know. Very good. Very nice. Yes, I know so many slokes. I I get up earlier than early. (laughs) What time you get up? Four. So late. <laughs> He's getting up at three. Yeah. Two. <laughs> One. <laughs> Midnight. <laughs> Eleven at night. He's getting up. And the man behind you, he never goes to bed. <laughs> I mean, one upmanship, you know. Um, I've tied my dhoti better than anybody else has tied his dhoti. I mean, you know the tricks, right? I mean, the triple skirts. You know that one? Yeah? I'll teach you tonight, okay? <laughs> you come to my phone. I'll teach you that. The knot in the front. I, you don't know. Oh, oh, oh. And you get like the nice ripples in the front. Yes. Or, you know, or you just, uh, instead of pulling only one flap to the back, you pull both flaps to the back. Wow, then it looks like pants. That's also really cool. <laughs> so there are all kinds of things. Saris also, we can go Bengali and, you know, you need a key. You need a key, though, at the end. Otherwise, it falls. It falls. It, fall, it falls off all the time. No, I know all these things. I've been a Christian. So, but all just, just so we can get so much into all these things, the size of the neck beads, you know, some people wear three kilos around their neck. I, I don't know. I, I mean, whoever has three kilos around his neck, is it okay? Are you fine? <laughs> it's like, okay. I couldn't tolerate such a thing, but it is all right. But yeah, so there's so many external, so many upadis, so many external things that can just absorb our mind. And there goes the consciousness in these things, and they, and yeah, and we identify with them. Uh, so, as the uh, the eleventh canto, how the things go, the mind goes into the things, and the things go into the mind. Yeah, so this is an issue. So I guess here at Druvatila. Um, when we go to the temple, we will see uh, a deity of Druva. 
which I think is very nice, you know, just just one of Truva. Yeah, that's really nice. And then on the side, there's a deity of Narada Muni as well, so which is also very nice. So, of course, we'll all go there to pray, right? Because what else do you do when you come to such a place? And the question is, yeah, I've now hopefully given enough food for prayer, right? Something to pray about, uh, that we may uh, always, I will pray, that I may take always take shelter of the Vaishnavas, that I may always, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, uh, like Jayadvaita March is here in Vrindavan, and he heard I had a cold. So then Janani was my disciple. He went there, and he said, uh, and Maharaj said, how is he? No, he has a cold. Sita Paladi Churna. And then and then Maharaj said, he knows. <laughs> and then he told me and I said, Yes, I know. <laughs> and he also knows that I'm not gonna take it. <laughs> I don't need it. I actually don't have someone's mucus in the lungs. It was just in my head. So I'll tell him later. Uh. <laughs> but I'll try. Uh, so I'll pray to Dhruva Maharaj that somehow or other I may take shelter of, of the elders of my spiritual master, take their good advice, <laughs> just, just be humble. <laughs> we need such prayers. Um, so this is how it works in spiritual life. Uh, I'm not here walking around like, dear devotees, I happen to be a sannyasi, if you didn't know, and therefore I am completely transcendental. No. I am here to tell you, dear devotees, as a sannyasi, it is my duty to always take shelter. That's the, that's the difference. A sannyasi has to just take shelter of Krishna, of Dharma, and cannot just wander off, you know, whereas the other ashrama, you know, a little... A little here and a little there. Yeah, no. So sannyas, no. Um, so, but we should all pray to Druva, and we all know our weaknesses. So we should all pray for our strengths that we overcome, our affliction of anger. Who doesn't have a little bit of? anger issues sometimes. That guy that poked me in the eye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was another one. Guy from South Africa. White guy. 
John Stenger. <laughs> Maybe from Stenger in Kwasula Natal. <laughs> we were just wrestling, and then suddenly he lost it and broke my nose. And ever since, I've had nose problems. And one day, I'm going to meet him. I'm going to say, so, you are John Stenger, isn't it? I'd better get over this before I die. <laughs> now is the time to really get over these little residues, you know. These just these little residues that have been lingering there somewhere in the background, right? No, it's okay, John Stenger, you know. And, uh, I deserved it. Such a rascal I am. It was good for me, made me more humble. My beautiful nose, never been the same. Yeah. So we can pray in the temple uh, to Juva Maharaj, to Narada Muni, the spiritual master of all. Right? 